Welcome to the Rising from the Ashes podcast. I'm your host, Amy Grace. Obsessed with coffee, cowboy boots, and deep relationships, I'm on a mission to help you find the gold in your story through faith, family, and wellness, because I believe your story can break you wide open to live a beautiful, abundant, and vibrant life. I'll share with you how the hard seasons and difficult circumstances can become a catalyst of growth that often lead into some of the most beautiful stories you've ever told. I'm so grateful you're here. Grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. It was only 11 days into the new year, and her life shattered into a million and two pieces. The pieces were raw and messy and the edges sharp. Little did she know that all of this breaking was really the beginning of her healing. God would split her wide open and allow her to give him all of the past, all of the scars, all of the present, all of the hurt, all of those wide open wounds that were still bleeding, and all of the future. And he would pour his love into that one broken heart, and that love would seep through the cracks and spread a little bit of his love to the world. She was only 24 with an eight-week-old baby and had just celebrated one year of marriage when everything shattered. She discovered betrayal, a long trail of betrayal that threatened to take every single thing away from her. Betrayal. It's an ugly word. Its pain is indescribable. It was all over her story, their story, and the reality of her life was more than her heart could fathom, so she packed her bags and left with a newborn baby in her arms. She spent the next six months as a single mom navigating heartbreak and deep hurt, worthiness and enoughness, filing for divorce and co-parenting. It was never supposed to be this way. She had to choose to get up every day and put in the work despite it being the most painful and difficult journey she had ever known. A little boy was depending on her. Slowly, she began to believe in a better future, but she had no idea what it would look like. She tore the book of Job apart and wrestled with the concept of suffering and heartbreak and God being present in the middle of it all. The concept of grace was just starting to come alive to her. Ann Voskamp's words put a little light in her soul when she read the words, Grace embraces you before you prove anything, and after you've done everything wrong. Every time you fall down today, at the bottom of every hole is grace. Grace always waits in the broken places. That's the tragedy and comedy of life. Grace is grace when it gives us what we never asked for but always wanted but hardly ever the way we wanted. For those who can see, the world's beauty does outweigh its burdens, its grace greater than its grime. Focus today, Jesus is enough. This is the love story that woos your wounds, that binds your broken heart to his, that heals the aching hurt of all of the unspoken broken. It was finally starting to make a little bit of sense to her. She only had to make it through today. And that is when she began to believe that God was healing, even when she felt it breaking. And all of those cracks and broken places would let the light in. She saw the power in honesty. So she chose to believe that she was a chosen child of God, loved and created in his image for a purpose greater than herself. She was not an outcast or a misfit, not unlovable or defective, and not alone in this world. 
she was known completely and loved unconditionally by God. And because of grace, he saw her as good enough, as worthy enough, as loved more than enough. It was only then that she finally gave herself the permission to love despite the hard, stand in her truth, and be fully present in her journey without shame. She had the word warrior tattooed to her side because it was her constant and silent reminder that she was fighting for her life. It was a reminder that she could come out on the other side. She could make it. It was a reminder that what is broken can be mended and what is hurt can be healed. And even in that moment, as broken as she felt, she knew she was moving forward even though it felt like she was shattering. She slowly began to believe that she could trade her ashes for God's beautiful redemption. Hey, it's me. I'm that girl. During these six months of excruciating pain, I had a front row seat in my husband's life and watched him put in some really hard work, make some life-changing decisions, and dig deep into his past. It was uncomfortable work, but it was honest work. Initially, there was so much resistance to the reality we were facing, anger, denial, rejection. I think it's just a natural response when the reality seems overwhelmingly painful and honestly just plain complicated. There was no black or white, right or wrong solution to fix this reality we found ourselves living in. Our only option was to pick up the pieces that had shattered around us and figure out where to go from here. My husband made the decision to go to an addiction rehabilitation center for six weeks in February of that year, and I would drive the hour south every Sunday after church with a three-month-old baby to visit him for the sheer fact that he was still my little boy's daddy. My own childhood trauma screamed so many lies to me during this season, but I promised myself that I would do everything in my power to give my son a relationship with his daddy. I had divorce papers served during this six-week period. We both knew where this was going, but it all felt so hard. I desperately wanted my husband to know that I still loved him, just not his choices and the reality we found ourselves in. What hurt even worse was coming to terms with the truth of addiction, that he didn't want to live this lifestyle, but he felt powerless to choose any different. It was all I could do to tell him that I still believed in redemption, but not the way he expected. My version of redemption at the time looked something like divorce, co-parenting on good terms, and moving on with my life as a single mom. But remember that study through the book of Job I mentioned earlier? It got me. Like, it really got me. It got me thinking a lot deeper. What if all of this pain wasn't a waste? What if all of this pain was just a bridge to a deeper, more honest, vibrant life? What if all of this pain was breaking through and breaking me free from the lies I had, we had, believed for so long? All the what ifs, and I couldn't shake the thought of not exploring the idea of what if we tried to do life differently, but together. This is how I summed up 2018 in real time. 2018, the worst and best year. Everything shattered all around me as everything broke inside of me. Every hope, every dream snatched right out of my hand. And the one thing I didn't want, God gave back to me in the most beautiful way, because he knew it was the one thing I needed most. When I had nothing to believe in, 
I found God in the most real way. When a little boy was my only lifeline, I found hope. When chaos swirled around me, I found peace. And in all of this mess, I found that family is what you make it. And during a time in my life when hurt and anger and resentment pulled me hard and screamed my name, I found the sweet and tender and quiet calling of forgiveness and grace. I found a love so big, so deep, and so wide my heart exploded. And now I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, not things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate me from the love of God. God is always waiting with arms wide open, no matter if we are running to Him full of hurt, looking for hope, or if we are running from Him, afraid of rejection because of our unworthiness. And that is the beautiful thing about God never-ending grace and mercy and forgiveness. We come as we are, and He shapes and molds us into the best version of ourselves. Since 2018, it has been my mission in life to find the light in the darkness. My husband and I have radically changed the way we do life together. Our goal is to create an honest, authentic, beautiful, vibrant life. It's a constant work in progress, imperfect learning and growing together. We have spent countless hours in therapy sessions with mentors in deep and hard conversations, learning to love and trust again. It's not an overnight process. Some days are better than others, but we just do one day at a time. And while there will always be places inside that feel a little broken, and there will always be triggers that make the heart ache, and there will always be memories that bring tears to our eyes, we have chosen to live life in the present working every day to make it beautiful. Listen, I like things neat and pretty and preferably tied with a bow. But you know, just as well as I do, that's not real life. Life is messy, and so are these pieces of my story. But it's all those messy pieces that have brought me here today. They infused inside of me a passion for deeper, more meaningful, authentic relationships. And it's those messy pieces that forced me to begin the work that I didn't really understand how to do. And honestly, maybe I didn't even want to do it. They pushed me to find my true identity as a child of God, to find my voice and to speak truth over my life. It's the messy pieces that pushed me to build a life that is honest, vulnerable, and beautiful. I'm still in the middle of this journey, but I want to invite you to tag along Because more than anything, I hope you find a place where you belong, a place that you come and listen and you hear, and it sounds like someone is saying, me too, and there's a better way. Let me show you, and I'm here for you, and I see you, and you're not alone. The title of this podcast, Rising from the Ashes, is deeply rooted in the verse Isaiah 61, 3, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. And I chose the fire poppy as a visual image of this rising from the ashes concept. You see, this fire poppy is an uncommon flower, golden in color, and if you do any kind of research on it, you'll find that it's this rare, somewhat elusive species that only grows after a major fire. 
Its growth process is triggered by the smoke after a massive wildfire. The destruction is the actual signal for this flower to sprout. These flowers are a reminder that devastation can give way to something beautiful. But I just want to take a minute to acknowledge the elephant in the room. My story won't be your story, and your story won't be mine. Redemption will look different for each one of us. Never let comparison steal the joy of your own redemption. Also, there are pieces of this story that I can't tell yet, and there are pieces of this story that aren't mine to tell. But I can tell you this. You are not alone in your deep ache for a vibrant, honest, meaningful life. And there is more to life than just surviving what is. So no matter what your story is, it is my prayer for you that the beautiful grace of the gospel takes root and grows inside your heart. God is coming to redeem your story if you'll just let him in. I hope you'll open your heart to his great sustaining love and truly believe that you are more than the sum of what has been done to you. I truly believe that the hard things can become the holy things that make God so evident in our story. I deeply believe that God can give you beauty where you only see ashes. My story has created this deep and burning desire in my bones to tell you the story of this girl whose heart broke young, who carried secrets that would eventually break her, who lost everything but ultimately found God. And I just want you to know that you don't have to do life alone, and your worst circumstance will shape you, but it doesn't have to define you. I want you to know that you can pick up all of these broken pieces, and they don't have to make sense. You can give them to God, and He will create a beautiful masterpiece that you could have never imagined before. You'll watch your life unfold in awe and wonder, and one day you'll look back and see how all of the pieces link together. And how, no matter how painful some of these pieces still are to look at, in the whole of the picture, you can see the goodness and faithfulness of God. You can see how you were becoming and how all along He was pursuing your heart, and it may have taken losing everything to find the only one you ever really needed. I wish I could make it all make sense for you right here, right now how that eight-year-old little girl who was trying to hold her family all together became that 15-year-old who starved herself to try to find acceptance and control, who became that 18-year-old that was bitter and running from everything she'd ever known, who became that 21-year-old who felt so lost and so stuck and so alone, who became that 23-year-old who thought marrying this boy would save her, who became that 24-year-old girl who found herself holding her very own little boy while losing everything, including the boy she thought would save her, who became that 25-year-old girl who could only give everything to God because she had come to realize there was nothing that she could actually hold on to except for Him. And there she found herself living into the redemption of her marriage and holding a second little boy. And she would become this 30-year-old version of me, who desperately wants you to know that there is life, so much life. And in the midst of the hard and the messy and the complicated, there is life to be lived. As I have worked through my own story, I have seen the threads of redemption all through it. And it's not lost on me how different it all could have been. God is so kind. 
This feels like an elementary concept, but it was just recently that I began to grasp just how kind God is. We were in Yosemite National Park back in September, renewing our wedding vows. And as we drove through these massive mountains surrounded by incredible beauty, it hit me that God, our creator, is the creator of the universe. He created everything I was staring in awe at. And in all of this incredible beauty, he made me, this tiny little human, in the midst of seven billion other people. And he loves me so much that he is redeeming my story day after day after day, intricately involved in every chapter, in every season, calling my heart to his. I just want you to know that God can redeem your story if you'll just invite him in. He won't force his way in, but he's waiting for you with wide open arms, abundant mercy, and endless love. He wants to take the most broken pieces of your story and put them together in a way that pulls you close to him and reveals his relentless pursuit of your heart.